Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Dungeons & Dragons. We are a 5th edition actual play podcast who today is doing something a little different and kind of spooky. Although probably not as spooky as some of the episodes have been previously on the regular feed. Wow, way to disappoint you everyone are selling before it hard, they my have friend. even yeah. listened. I like yeah. low expectations, so when yeah. that like boo comes in, people are like, whoa, spookier than I thought. Exactly. Oh, I did not see, see? That coming. No, it'll be a little spooky. Don't worry. Don't, Don't make worry. it too spooky. Then I won't like it. <laughs> uh, it's going to be just spooky enough that it spooks the listener, but not quite so spooky that you don't go to sleep tonight. <laughs> Perfect. That sounds like yeah. you're going to hit the right balance. I'm going to ride that fine line. And with me today is Carla Johnson. Hi, I'm, I play Nulara Moonbrook. And Tom Laird. Hi, I play Flint Firebeard. And Amy Moore. <laughs> I play Thea Anastasia. <laughs> it's Halloween, guys. Halloween. Get in the spirit. <laughs> yeah, we today are doing something different that's not in uh, directly in the in the storyline that you may have been used to, or if you're jumping on for the first time this episode, uh, don't expect this this part of the story to continue because uh, it's it's different. And Halloween, this part of the story that you're going to hear is not the usual story we tell. If you go back to the previous episode and the one coming out uh, next week, or if you're listening to this in the future, the one that's already out after this, uh, we normally tell the tale of the Rise of Tiamat by Wizards of the Coast and Dungeons and Dragons, um, and the story of Flint, Thea, and Nulara as they try to stop the Cult of the Dragon. Today, though, we're just, we're just winging it, doing a little Halloween one-shot just because. So this story takes place before the Guild of the Nine Shadows and before your encounter with the Cult of the Dragon. It's getting late on the road as you three are heading west towards the coast after having completed a job in the Thunder Peaks. You pull off the trail and begin to set up your camp as the sun is setting in what's known as the Hullock Forest. After scouting the area, you begin to chat, talking about the events you've just encountered. Oh man, Thunder Peaks. Anyone else think that's just a really great name for my titties? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Some very ribald uh, fireside talk we're having. 
Theo was even even racier when we were younger. Well, we're we're a little more carefree at this point because, I mean, we don't have the whole rise of Tiamat thing on our shoulders. We've gotten a little less jokesy, a little more serious, though. It's possible at this point none of us have ever died before. Oh, Oh my God. Have any one of us died before? I would say probably not. Fantastic. Feel so carefree. Uh, Thea is uh, hammering in stakes into the ground to set up her tent. Um, I've, I've got the fire started. Yeah, I'm collecting firewood, so I'm like a foresty kind of person. Plus, I need some alone time, so I kind of am like, I'll get the wood. I'm milling around collecting firewood <laughs> to get disappear. away from these guys for a little bit. Just, you know, not far, but... I turn to Flint to go, a little bit of a loner, ain't she? Yeah, a little bit, but that's all right. I can actually hear you. Oh, no. God. But I said yes, it. I, I said good Yes, things. I am. I, I am a loner. You're correct. Oh, yeah. No, like, no, you know, no offense or anything. I just... None taken. Notice when we were we were finishing that job that you, you preferred to be on your own during that last little skiff you got into. So if, if you do, if you never need anything, I mean, we're, we're here for you. Thanks. Thanks, Leah. I'm very serious. So you've got your fire started and are uh, sitting down to prepare your dinner, your catch of the day, if you will, when you hear a voice come up a path from the direction of the main road. Oh, uh, hello there. Who goes there? Hello? Hello? You turn to see the face of an old man in brown robes carrying a long wooden staff and a single satchel, and he lowers his hood and says, Oh, oh, I was, uh... I was just uh, traveling along the road there and saw saw your fire and thought maybe I might come just take a peek and see who's uh, who, who's over here. You seem seem like some nice folks. Um, my name is uh, my name's Jerry and uh, I, just, I was just looking for a place to set up camp as well and wonder if maybe I could uh, share your space with you. You know, group in numbers, bigger, uh, big, less chance of being being taken by things. I, I turn toward the guys and I go, okay, we probably should say yes because I've seen this happen before. If we say no, he's going to turn into a beautiful fairy and curse us forever for being mean. Mm, good call. Sounds right to me. Sounds right to me. Come on over, friend. There's always room for one more. Oh, oh, thank you. And he walks over and uh, sits down by the fire and he's like, I don't perhaps uh, mind if I'd uh, share in a bit of your... Your meal there as well? I, I haven't much to offer, but just a, I do have a bottle of whiskey. Some of the, some of the, from the finest distillery in Waterdeep, if you don't mind me saying, I wouldn't mind sharing that with you. Sounds like a plan. Hope you like rabbit. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something completely different. <laughs> It'll be like muskrat. It'll be like skunk. It'll be like rat. I, I love rabbit. It's great. And all those other things, I've had them too. It's <laughs> it's quite all right. So uh, he sits down and and pulls out his 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 whiskey and a few wooden cups that he has and pours everybody one. And he says, "So uh, what brings you three to the to these parts of the Hullock Forest?" Uh, we were just doing a job in Thunder Peaks. Oh yeah, yeah. Wh- uh, what were you doing up there? You know, I only ask because uh, you know this area has been known to be overrun by some real nasty creatures. Like what? Oh, some real spooky ones, don't you know? Ghosts and lycanthropes of all sorts, and even, you know, not too far from here, I might add, once a time ago was a real uppity lich. Hmm. 
you know, I took care of him, me and my friends did way back in the day. Guess you could call them my friends, but yeah, we did. Well, I'd like to hear a little bit about that. That sounds awesome. Oh, you wish to hear a story, do you? Well, that's great. When I was a younger, younger folk, I, uh, I was walking through these very same trails and it just seemed like, uh, like yesterday. But it was, it was many years ago. Who really keeps track of time anyways? We were a, uh, a band of adventurers. There were four of us, you see. What did they call us? Uh, something, something not so nice. The, uh, the dispensable noobs, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great one, but at least we had a name, you know. Some, groups, some groups don't have names. Anyways. This whole episode is just so that Russ can roast just us. Just Russ shitting on us for not having a group name. Anyone else thinking the Indispensable Three <laughs> is like a good it. name? I like Indispensable. <laughs> Let's work with that. Anyway, sorry, Jerry. That's all right. It was uh, it was the four of us, you see. Uh, Ronta Pureblood. Uh, she was a real, real sly yonti sorcerer lady. I don't know if you know him. Uh, there was also uh, Dale the Bugbear. Named that way because, well, he was a bugbear. He liked to smash things, too. And Eek! Oh, Eek! I forgot about him almost. Uh, what a character he was. Always wise, cracking, real sneaky bitch too. And then me? Me. They call me Jerry Fix-Em-Up-White. I'm sorry, Jerry... Fix-Em-Up-White. Oh. Yeah. Well, Jerry, what do you fix up? Oh, people. I'm of the, uh, mad... of the, uh... The, the godly cleric sorts, if you will. Some called me the leader of the band, but uh, that's because no one else could keep anything straight in their heads. And now, everybody roll a d20. Ooh. I got an Six. eight. If you uh, go into your journals, you are going to find new character sheets. Amy, you are going to be Dale the Bugbear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Flint, you are going to be Eek. Eek the Goblin. Excellent. Or excellent. Carla, you are going to be Jerry Fix-Em-Up White for not storytelling but RP purposes. Great, I'm an old white guy. Perfect. <laughs> it's your dream role. <laughs> I can... I can feel how amazing and superior I feel already. You know, I've heard Jerry Fisherman so. White has major award season buzz. <laughs> I'm high on the feeling of mediocrity. So we'd been uh, traveling through the town of Thunderstone, just, uh, just south of here, when we were approached by a few folks in a tavern who told us about a creepy house in the forest, and people had been disappearing for quite some time, and they presumed that it was because of something going askew in this house. And then we open on a tavern scene with the four of you, Eek, Dale the Bugbear, Jerry Fix-Em-Up-White, and Ronta Pureblood, sitting around a table talking to a couple uh, local folks. Uh, one of which is named Sam, and he says, Oh, you know, we don't have uh, much to offer, but we've we've scraped together uh, 118 gold and some silver, and 
I don't know if you'd maybe want to go check it out and just see if there's something going on there, but our family members have been, have been, have been missing for quite some time up at that old house there. Well, guys, you know that uh, I, I'm always looking for some payment because I, I have that debt I got to pay off. But I, if you guys don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. I'm with you. So whatever you guys decide is cool. I want the money. Well, you know what I always say? A golden key can open any door. Sounds like we're in agreement then. Mm. Oh, well, that that would be just, oh, just fantastic. I, you, you don't know how much we appreciate it. I, I'm going to I'm going to obviously get, get together the money for you when you guys come back if if that's okay, if that's okay too. Could you, could you pay us a little bit up front? Uh, y- yeah, Half yeah. now. Half now, okay. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'd, uh, okay. Yeah, let me, uh, let me go get that together here. I will do what, I'll be right back, okay? Mm. And he runs off and uh, you see him talking to some other townsfolk around another table trying to, and they're pulling things from their pockets. I'm excited, guys. This could be really fun. <laughs> I wasn't listening. What are we doing? We're going to go save some folks. We're going to check out a house and see what's up. We're going to... Spooky house. Yes. Weird things have been happening there. I'm all caught up. Uh, Ronta says, uh, I do hope this doesn't take too long, but you lead the way and I will, uh, I will make sure to clear the way as best I can for you guys. If you don't pull your weight, you don't get your half. Oh, don't you worry, Bugbear. I will pull my weight. Bugbear has a name. It's all good, guys. We're friends here. She snaps her fingers and a flame shoots up in front of your face. Ah! Now, now. I scamper back and tap out any, like, singed whiskers and glare at her. Just... Mm. She says, I'm not usually in the, in the likes of helping local townsfolk, but uh, this is on the way, so maybe we can earn a little extra coin. Like I always say, hard work never did anyone any harm. I mean, I don't. I'm not crazy on manual labor, but so Sam runs back and he says, "Okay, I've I've got uh, I've got here 58 gold and a few silvers. That's a, that's the best I can do right now. I'll get the rest for you. I promise. Uh, by the time you come back, you better." He says, "Absolutely, absolutely, I will. Uh, I'm gonna go start. I'm I'm gonna go make sure I get it right now. Right, right now. Okay. I'll see see you in a, in a, a day or two." Dale, like, snatches the gold off the table and puts it into his sack and goes, mm, and then starts for the door. Oh, oh, okay, I guess we're going now. All right. Let's, let's go. Ronta heaves a big sigh and follows behind. I pat him on the back and say, don't let the bastard grind you down. Wait, who are you patting? I was talking to, uh, I thought, uh... oh, yeah, Ronto. It's a girl. Sorry. Sorry, Ronto. It's fine. It's fine. You guys leave the tavern. Uh, Needless to say, I mean, we took the job despite some disgruntled people in our group because who doesn't want a little extra coin around the holidays, am I right? Oh, yeah, Yeah, for sure. You're right. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just pragmatic. So we uh, we were sent with directions to the spooky house in question. Heck, for all we knew, people were just trying to cut out on their taxes or something, just hiding up in the forest, you know, as forest people do. But as we got closer to the house, things things started to get real creepy-like. Felt like we was being followed and such. We'd see flashes zip out of the corner of our eye and hear a real uneasy moaning and laughter from the trees. You know, like kids? Kids are creepy. And when you hear them laughing in the trees, you know there's something going fishy. 
You guys never dealt with kids in the trees? No. No. Not yet. I have a feeling that that she might someday. Mm, Better better take note of that. I don't know what Sam was thinking being back in a couple days because we traveled for like a couple days to get to this house and then we saw it. An old run-down rickety house right there in the middle of this here forest. Goodness gracious, trees were practically growing through it. I think he got the most creeped out, but he he tried not to show it. You, you guys still want to do this? I lived in worse. Well, fortune favors the bold. Uh, all right. Just some kids in the trees, right? Some laughing kids. Nothing weird about that. No. I don't know. Should, I guess I guess we should have a look around, see if there's anything outside of the house. Is it like daylight? What's our what's our time oh, of day no, situation? It's, come on, it's not daylight. <laughs> it's a spooky. It is, uh, it is nighttime. Full moon peeking through the trees. Shadows cast. Uh, Dale makes a, uh, a fire in front of the house. You kind of take a look around the perimeter of the house there, and you find there's probably about three ways to get in. There's the front door, there's a door at the rear, and also uh, a window on the second floor. As I look up through the windows in that, is that the only window? Uh, it appears to be there's only one window up on the second floor. There are there are some boarded up windows down on the first floor, but nothing you can really see too much through. Let's go in. Oh, oh, oh okay. how do you want to go in? Just gonna barrel through the front door? Yeah, I can smash it down. Well, if the smashing fits, wear it, like I always say. Um, I go up and I smash down the door. Like, I don't even try the handle first. Uh, I just go for it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You, uh, you do, go ahead. Do I strength check it? Uh, yeah, give me a strength check. Uh, 16. Uh, what is everybody else doing? Uh, I'm just kind of nervously waiting by the fire. I'm following while I say, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. Let's get in there. Ronta is uh, is following behind Dale as well. And uh, so you come charging up the stairs with your friends behind you. And just as you are about to hit the door, uh, Ronta yells out and says, Dale, wait! But it's a little bit too late as you step on a plate that catches the three of you in a net. Dang. Dang. Eek, make a dexterity check. Ooh, that's one of my good ones. That is a 17. You're waiting down by the fire and you hear the net drop on them and it Sounds like it's pretty weighted around the side because it takes all three of them down to the ground. Um, and you hear a whiz go right by your ear and you look to the ground and you see a dart that has shot out and missed your head by just a brief, a small inch. <laughs> He's holding his fingers as to how just... Just how, how little... Are they so close together that you like, can barely like see anything in this... between them? Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, hang on, guys. I'll save you. I uh, I run over there carefully, looking around for any more traps on my way, and uh, go to cut them out of their net. Uh, make an investigation check. Eleven. Uh, so you're looking around before you uh, before you do anything there, and uh, you hear the front door open. Yeah, boy. You see the glowing 
green eyes. There's three sets stacked on top of the other. And as you look up to this, you catch a dart right in your chest. <gasps> and you fall over. And the three of you in the net get hit by darts as well. And you all pass out instantly. The uh, the net came down on, on us pretty quick there. I mean, we... We all blamed Eek for not catching it, really. Um, but uh, that doesn't really seem fair, but okay. He, he, he kept making some excuse that he was standing down by the fire. I mean, what thief tries to break into a house down by the fire? We don't even know. But the trigger, you know, is the trigger was covered in cobwebs there, and Dale, in his haste, just missed it. Um, and before we were able to collect ourselves, there were some weird creatures that, you know, stuck us with those darts and... The, Next thing we knew, we were out cold. Didn't know what was going on. We woke up, you know, who knows how long after. Could have been a minute, could have been, could have been a week, but we were all tied up and surrounded by... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply by some weird purple creatures. I mean, judging by the size and the distance of the eyes, it looked like it could have been those who we saw at the door. I mean, I've never seen anything like them before. They were they were no higher than our waists. Kind of looked like little old men with weird bulgy heads and receding hairlines. Bodies were unusually small, too. They saw we woke up and peered through the darkness at us, and one of them wore a poofy robe. It did. It's all fur-lined, and even had, like, something fashioned in the shape of a crown, and it yelled, Schwartz! Food for teeth is here! And then they all started chanting, Teeth! 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 On and on, until we saw the ground in front of us started to move and lift up, and then we saw it. It seemed like a mound of oozy flesh and mouths. So many mouths opened all at once with razor-sharp teeth. Ugh. Roll for initiative. You guys are um, no longer in the net, but you are bound kind of back to each other in the center of this room as there are ten Shvart creatures surrounding <laughs> you. Ranta is up first as this mound is pulling up from the floor and there are sets of teeth all over the place um, and she's going to fire a uh, magic missile in the direction of uh, some of the Schwarz because that is who is in front of her. I cannot get enough of the word Schwarz. I know, it's I love it. I like saying it's it like, over and over again. It's just, it's, yeah. it's, it's, guys, it's just like shit and farts together. <laughs> she deals three damage to three separate schwarz, and they are blown back off their feet. And then it is uh, some schwarz turn, and they all are just kind of sitting and watching as it is Dale's turn. Okay, well, Dale's, Dale's pissy. He's, you know, he's embarrassed. He got us into this mess. Um, so he goes into a rage, 
Like I okay, I well I just want to be in my rage, but I want to sure. bite and break the bonds. Make a strength check. That's nineteen. Uh nineteen. Yeah, you will pull and snap the rope that is has bound your hands. Can I fight one of them? Yeah, you can fight one of them, no, sure. Uh, who's in front of me? Like, uh, you just... got the the mound. Oh, yeah, which is I do. opening its eyes, and it has How many? seemingly hundreds of eyes. Yeah, it does. And its mouths open. It seems it has mouths within mouths of sharp razor teeth. More to whack them with my great axe. So uh, my, my attack is going to be uh, a reckless attack. So I'm going to hit him with my great axe. That is an 18 plus 5. So uh, yeah, 23. that'll hit. Okay, 23. Uh, so it's a 1d12 plus 3 plus 2 for my rage. 9. 9 damage. 9 uh, You damage. slice into this fleshy ooze. Um, and it seems to start to pull itself back together as you take a gash through it. And then it is Eek's turn. Okay, um, how's my hidden knife situation working out for me? Yeah, we'll say you've cut your way through the ropes. I will pull out my rapier, and what's in front of me? You have a, probably directly in front of you, three to four... Schwartz. And these are tiny? You're a goblin, so they're probably more your... They're they're about your size. Okay, um, are they, like, fully paying attention to me? Uh, yeah, they're staring right at you. Oh, okay. So no sneak attack for them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I will, uh, I will attempt to stab one of them. Sure. Whoa, nat 20. Woo! Sweet. Nice. So, 1d8, 6, and 4 is... 10 plus 3 is 13. As these Schwarz are looking at you, uh, perhaps you catch them a little bit off guard, and you cut clean through one of them, knocking its bulging head off of its body, and it falls to the ground dead. And then it is uh, the rest of the group of Schwarz who you just attacked. And they are going to try to attack you now that they see that you are free. They pull their short swords out. One of them gets a nine. Not enough. One of them gets another nine. Not enough. One gets 16. That'll hit. And one gets five. Weirdly, that'll hit it. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you take eight piercing damage. Oh, boy. uh, From one of the Schwarz. That's not great, guys. (laughs) And then it is Jerry's turn. Jerry's still tied up, I guess. Uh, yes. Well, I don't even have a knife, so I'm just going to work with work with what I got. What I got is yelling out, God helps those who helps himself! And I cast Sacred Flame on the Teeth Monster. Excellent. That means I roll a d8. I think you maybe get to try and save against it. Dex saving throw. How dexterous is that blob of teeth and mouth? You know, it's not very. It's not very. That's going to be a 12. Okay, that is a th- supposed to beat a 13. That is 8 damage. 8 damage on the teeth monster. It sears its flesh uh, and lets out a horrible howl as your flame burns it. 
and it uh, seems to grow a little bit in size after the fact. Oh. Yeah. And then it is Aranta's turn. She's going to try to get out of her binds, which she does. And then she is going to grab for the Schwart with the fancy clothes, and she touches him and casts Shocking Grasp, sending lightning through his body, and he takes 1d8 lightning damage. Uh, so that's 8 lightning damage, which Ooh. kills Ooh. the seeming leader of the Schwarz. The other Schwarz, they look incredibly angry, um, and two of them rush her, and two of them rush towards Dale as well. So the two that rush towards Ranta um, with their short swords. Uh, one is a 23, and one is a 9. The two that rush towards Dale, one is a uh, 15, and one is a 6. The 15 will hit. You will take 5 piercing damage. I have resistance to piercing damage. Well, there you go. Ooh, la, I take la, half? Uh, yeah, you would take half. So only two? Half rounded up or down? Down. And then it is Dale's turn. Ooh, Dale's not happy. No. Dale did not like getting poked by this little creature. So Dale lets out a mighty roar and brings his great axe down with fury upon him. Whichever the little one On that the poked him was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The schwart. The schwart. He says something like, I eat schwarz for you like for breakfast. <laughs> oh, I rolled a one. Oh, I get, but I get to roll again because I'm in a rage. Thank God. Fifteen. That will hit. Twelve. And you cleave through, splitting him stem to stern. And he splits like a banana. Stop it. You're making me hungry. I know, right? <laughs> uh, now, I skipped the the mouth guy last time, but I'll, I'll, we'll make that up, obviously. This mound of mouths moves towards Ranta and Dale and shoots its blinding spittle at them. <laughs> uh, so from its mouth comes a chemical blob. And it explodes between them, and both of them may need to make a dexterity saving throw. Both of you need to make a dexterity saving throw. 17. Ranta is blinded. Dale is not blinded, but Dale receives a bite. No, that's a five. It moves towards him and bites at him, but does not clamp down. And now it's Eek's turn. If anybody wants uh, to untie me, I'm still tied up. Just FYI. Yeah, I was just going to do that. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I'm I got gonna, spells, but... I'm going to put my rapier away, uh, quickly turn around, and slice the bonds that are on Jerry's hands. Sure. And uh, after that, I am going to sneak attack the uh, giant mound of mouths because it's currently distracted by attacking other people. I guess I will use my... Uh, well, rapier again. Sure. Seems like one of my go-tos. Uh, 15. 15 will hit. Excellent. 10 damage. It lets out another whale as it takes your damage. 
and begins speaking in almost what seems like tongues, gibbering an incomprehensible gibberish, if you will. And all of you must make a wisdom saving throw. Okie dokie. 14. 21. I've got a lot of pearls of wisdom. 11. So you all you all succeeded on that. So you're good. Um, now it's uh, the Schwartz turn. Two of them are going to attack Eek, and two of them go to attack Dale. The two that attack Eek. One gets a six, one gets a 13. Neither are good enough. The two that attack Dale are an eight and a 20, not critical. A 20 will hit. Five piercing damage. Two piercing damage. Two piercing damage. Uh, Jerry, you're up and right. untied. I'm free. I am going to swing my great club. Uh, I guess, am I closest to Nasty Teeth Monster or Mini Purple Dudes? Mini Purple Dudes. Okay, I'm going to swing my great club at a Mini Purple Dude. That is a 21. Uh, that will hit, yeah. And that is five damage. You club one of them in the head and it leaves a sickening crack as it strikes its skull and it falls to the ground. Lifeless. Ranta is blinded until the end of the Mouther's next turn. So naturally, she's just going to swing wildly Some, around, right? Yeah, no, she's probably going to take. She's probably going to just take a takes take time to to focus up and eat her wheaties and hope she doesn't hit anybody when she casts. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I shout encouragingly. In the kingdom of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, Ronta, remember? She says, you're right. You're right. And she strikes with her dagger. Oh, Jesus Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> That's what I wanted to happen. Jerry, why the fuck do you got to be so encouraging? 11, 12. Okay. Now's not the time, Jerry. She rolls an 11. <laughs> she, she strikes Jerry with her dagger. Uh, uh, she hold on, she's uh, no. That was sorry. That was my deciding number. She oh. gets a twelve. Oh, she misses. Okay, so she's she's like, you're right, Jerry, and she starts swinging and just misses you. I say, don't, don't try to run before you can walk, or uh, don't try to stab before you can see. She's like, okay, maybe soon. Um, and it is uh, three Schwartz turns. Now one's going to go towards Jerry and two towards the blinded Ronta, so they get advantage. She will take two strikes with their short swords, and Jerry, the one who runs towards Jerry, trips and falls because he critically missed. Uh, but Ronta, nine. She takes nine damage. So she is at nine hit points. Uh, Dale, you're up. How many hit points did she start with? 24. Spellcaster. Blinded Spellcaster. She's doing great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's doing great, guys. Yeah. Oh, shit, guys. Okay, sorry. Um, my totem spirit is the wolf. And while I'm in a rage, my friends have advantage on melee attack rolls against any creature within five feet of me that is hostile. Sweet. Okay. 
Noted. I'm going to, I'm going to recklessly attack the sludge monster, right? Yeah, he's he's still in front of me. Yeah. Oh, well, that's no good. Dang. Okay, um, 11. Yeah, that'll hit. Oh, okay, well, that's super. It's just a fleshy mound. <laughs> With razor sharp teeth everywhere. Name of Carla's sex tape? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Carla. Sorry, Carla. <laughs> Could have at least said uh, Jerry's sex tape. I don't know oh, why. Damn. To... I'm sorry. It wasn't <laughs> in character, it though. I had to... <laughs> uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven. The mouths begin to spew blood as you cleave into this mound of teeth and eyes. And it is its turn. It is going to see if it recharges that. Yeah. It's going to blinding spittle right at you. Make a dexterity saving throw, Dale. 19. Yeah. yeah. You're not blind, <laughs> nice. but it still goes to bite at you. 20. Not critical. Yes, that will hit me. You are going to take 17 piercing damage. What? Divided by two. Yeah. So eight. Eight. Jesus. And now it's Eek's turn. Okay, how many of those little guys are left alive? Uh, there are six. All right. Um. Yeah. I guess I'll uh I'll try to do some more damage to this uh, mound of teeth. Sure. Since I now get advantage on attack rolls, so that seems helpful. Yeah, you do. Seventeen, and then a nat twenty. So let's go for the nat twenty. <laughs> that'll that'll do. Woo. Eleven damage. And then after I'm done attacking, I will uh, take a nimble escape to disengage myself from combat and kind of go back towards where Jerry is. Yeah, for sure. Some more schwarz. <laughs> Come forward. One attacks at Jerry. One at the now not blinded Ronta. And one at Dale. Jerry, that's a 13. Does not hit. Ronta, a 14, which hits Dale, a 9. Nope. Ronta will take 5 points of piercing damage. She's down to 4 points. Does, does Ronta have a healing kit or something that she should probably think about doing? I don't know. It's not her turn yet. Uh, Jerry. Maybe, maybe Jerry has a healing spell? Yep. <laughs> Jerry does. Yep. Jerry, your turn, bud. do some healing if you don't want me to swing my great club uh i guess i don't want my new friends to die uh, i was gonna say maybe this is the tale of how we lost ronta yeah could be <laughs> could be what do you guys think a lot of character <laughs> chat how do we feel about ronta oh she's kind of a bitch <laughs> if you notice your alignments oh, that might is... be totally cool well, I'm neutral, so that's not helpful. How about you guys? I'm chaotic evil, so oh, you do what you gotta do. Oh, also chaotic evil. I have a feeling like Ranta's on her fucking own. <laughs> uh, okay, I am not going to heal Ranta. <laughs> Take that, Ranta. <laughs> well, what do you do? I am going to uh, hit the eye monster with my great club. That is a 22. 22 will hit, yep. That is five damage. All right. 
It is still alive. And now it's Ronta's turn, and she looks to Jerry and says, well, fuck you too, Jerry. <laughs> but she fires magic missile at three of the Schwarz. And that just happens. So two of them die. One is knocked prone. So there are four Schwarz still alive. Three of them have their turn now, and they rush towards Ronta. And Ronta takes seven points of piercing damage and lets out, out a cry as to say, I didn't want to do this in the first place. <laughs> and she falls to the ground. And now it's uh, Dale's turn. Dale kind of looks down at Ronta and then heaves his great axe at the at the many-eyed creature again. Sure. 24. 24 will hit. <laughs> 12 damage. Slash. 12. Slash. You slash through this bleeding mound of teeth and eyes, and it lets out one final scream as it melts back into the floor and is dead. Eek, your turn. Still four Schwarz who are still very much in it. <laughs> They're in, They're it, in to it to win it. Shut up, Tom. Get out of my head. <laughs> Never. Also, I believe I'm the one that speaks in dumb sayings, so <laughs> you're like, really? Touche. We don't really want to tread on your intellectual exactly. property. Exactly. This is my whole thing. Uh, okay, um, am I close to any of the Schwarzes? There's two of them around you. I'm going to reach out and grab one and hit it with a chill touch. And I just hit that so I can find out what chill touch actually does. Just like super calm now. <laughs> I thought that maybe they'd be a little chilly like they would need a sweater. Uh, I create a ghostly skeletal hand in the space of a creature within Okay. Okay, uh, so what do I do? Uh, make a ranged spell attack. Uh, that is a 14. That will hit. Excellent. Seven. Uh, that will kill that Schwart. Excellent. And your necrotic, chilled hand holds onto its writhing body as it takes it down to the ground and sucks the life from it. One Schwart sees you do this, but he is not near you. But he's going to... Oh, he was knocked ground. So he's going to stand up and try and attack uh, Jerry with a 15. That'll do it. That's five piercing damage. Boo. Uh, 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 Ronta's dead. Two more Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ronta's getting no respect. Uh, two more Schwartz try to attack, but they do not hit Dale. And wouldn't Ronta just be unconscious? Yeah, she's unconscious or whatever. Um, Dale turns <laughs> sure, sure, to sure, the, the Schwarzes and uh, heaves his great axe at them with the the plan to cleave both of them in half. Sure. In one swipe. Because Dale, he's a go-getter. He's got goals. Yep. Um, 16. Yes, that will hit. Okay, let's see. Oh, 17 damage. 
Uh, so you cleave through two of these Schwarz, cutting them in half, killing them, and the body of one of them flies off and hits the one who was attacking Jerry and knocks it dead to the ground as well. I, tur- awesome. I turn to them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I turn to my buddies and I go, I did it. And you... <laughs> <laughs> so you look around, covered into the basement of this house, covered in Schwarz. <laughs> Guys, let's get out of here. It smells like sharks in here. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. It's good. Mm. Potty humor. Uh, yeah, so you see uh, stairs leading upstairs. What? I know, right? Can we wake Ronta okay. up or should we bother? That's all up to you guys. Ah, oh, I throw. No. I don't care about Ronta. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You leave well, Ronta I mean, thinking to yourselves. It's more gold for the three of us if we leave her. That's exactly what I'm thinking, and I'll do whatever it takes to keep the gold. I'm just thinking, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. We just helped Ronta get to heaven. Well, we didn't help. We just didn't help her not die. <laughs> we just didn't whatever. do our part to stop her. I'm fine with it. Guys, we should play evil characters more often. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck this bitch. I think Let's it's go upstairs. going to be a recurring thing. I like it. Um... You guys unanimously decide to leave Ronta in the pile of Schwarz. Uh, I, Does she have any I, cool I, I shit we can through take? Her stuff. Before... Yeah. <laughs> I rifle through her pockets for her gold. Uh, she has five gold on her. It's just mine. Uh, she has a crossbow, a component pouch, a dungeoneer's pack, two daggers. I need a, a dagger. Scroll, scroll full of notes. Uh, uh, winter I'll blanket. take the crossbow. All right. Uh, there are also 20 crossbow bolts. Excellent. Uh, she's carrying one healing potion. And her, an herbalism kit. I guess I'll take the healing potion. Uh, did the notes look important at all? Not really. They look like personal kind of scrawled notes okay, in terms of like, stuff she's learned in spells and stuff. Yeah. Nothing that's going to help you in the next Jerry's hour so or so. Him. I wish he was my guy. <laughs> I'm too much of a bitch. Nobody likes me. <laughs> it was her diary, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. You guys uh, go up the stairs, and you open the door with a loud creak, and you step out into into the main floor, and it is a very unkempt old house with cobwebs and broken floorboards and. It just looks like it hasn't been as much like the outside, much like it hasn't been lived in for quite some time. Uh, you see a couple rooms, all covered in the same amount of dust and webs, and a set of stairs. Do we hear anything spooky? Make a, uh, make a spooky check. Spooky check? An investigation spooky check. check. I got a 14. 19. Eight. You guys step onto this floor, and you're kind of looking around, and you stop and wait to see if anything is going to be spooky and you hear (laughs) you hear some creaking upstairs that may sound like it's footsteps and they stop could just be the house settling or not (laughs) whatever where do you guys want to go whatever works for you guys I'm going upstairs (laughs) Dale just up the stairs we go up upstairs. <laughs> like I always say, eeny, meeny, miny, moe. 
up the stairs we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. You say that a lot. <laughs> Sometimes when there's no stairs, it's very confusing. Well, uh, we we outsmarted those those weird shvarty creatures. You know they. You you left Ranta. Yeah, I mean that's pretty cold. Yeah, my God. Well, I mean, we is a different time. I'm much more sophisticated now, and probably wouldn't have left her. We, I, mean, I intended to go back for her, maybe, probably not. You'd have to, you'd have to ask me back then. But, um, but anyways, we digress. We, we would have gone back for her. Don't you worry. So we outsmarted them, but it seemed only barely as we had left. We, you know, we lost Ronta, sweet, sweet Ronta. And we walked up the creaking stairs and didn't really see anything on the main floor, but heard a heard that weird creaking noise upstairs. So Dale, being Dale, he walked upstairs, charging ahead. And when we got to the top of the stairs, I mean, our choices were limited. There was a window down at one end of the hall, which we assumed that we saw from the outside, and a single door. We were going to flip a coin, but, I mean, there seemed to be only one place to go. Uh, I go up to the door, and, and I listen. Make a listening check. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, that 20. Yeah, yeah you, do, you don't hear anything. Damn, god damn it. Waste the fucking 20. God damn. Guys, I don't hear anything. <laughs> We're just watching you, you, I guess. Do you think that's good or bad? Yeah, probably. I opened the door slowly. <laughs> so Dale, he opened the door, and I mean, it just at first seemed like a dusty bookshelf room, maybe a library is what they called them back in the day. I don't no, know what bookshelf they called them. Room these right. No, yeah, dusty uh, bookshelf room. That sounds fine. Yeah, creaking floorboards, getting on in there. And then we saw there's just one more door in there to go through, and then we figured the house was clear. But then, as we get into the center, as if it was hanging from the wall above the door, we heard a high-pitched scream, and a stinking were-rat jumps down on top of Dale. And, and roll for initiative. Fifteen <laughs> plus something, seventeen. <laughs> Four. Four for Jerry. Ooh, fourteen for Eek. Okay, Dale, you're up first. I <laughs> There's a were rat on top of you. Yeah, naturally. Um I go into a fucking rage immediately. Fucking because rage. God because god damn it. Um I reach behind me to grab the were rat mm -hmm. um and try to whip it forcefully at the wall. Just roll a strength check. Thanks. Fifteen Against plus I have nice. advantage. Which just means I get to do it again, right? Well, this is a twenty. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, you grab him and fling him across the wall, and he hits the wall with force, knocking dusty books off the bookshelves. Does he take any damage? He takes from being some damage. We'll give you a D six. D six, Aruni. It's a four. And then it is its turn. It stands up. How big is this wear rat? Uh, it's medium. It's, it's like a human size. Oh damn it! I oh, thought it was geez. That was rat size. Yeah, no, it's like a no. people. It's a were rat. Ugh. It's like a people. It's like a werewolf, but a people, but a were a rat. <laughs> but a people. <laughs> it's like a werewolf, but a people. So it's a person. <laughs> no, Amy, it's a rat. God damn it! Keep up. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I'm not the one drinking scotch. Can you tell? I'm not drinking scotch. Drinking drinking whiskey. It's different. <laughs> uh, it jumps at Eek. Eek. And tries to uh, bite bite at Eek. It's two attacks. First attack is a 13. Second attack is a 10. Neither one is good enough. All right. So it uh, just kind of snaps wildly in your face. And now it's Eek's turn. It's an intimidation thing. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, what's the layout of everybody? So this thing's just in front of me, or...? At the moment, yep. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, I am going to cast uh, Burning Hands. Yeah. And I have, uh, if you see the details there, a 15-foot cone of flame uh, shoots out in front of me. Mm-hmm. And you can make a dex saving throw if you uh, if you would like to try to avoid uh, the full amount of damage. I would love to. That is a 19. 19. I think you barely passed it. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. close. Pretty like, close. You, I think you, it was neck and neck there for a bit, but yeah. I think you passed it. I see your DC there, too, so it's okay. It's okay. But it's close. Right. It was close. It was super close. Like, guys, yeah. I almost had it. <laughs> Okay, uh, four damage, another four damage, and six damage. So that is 14 in total, so you take half of that, seven. Uh, But I'm also going to add my Fury of the Small skill to it, since this creature is larger than I am. Why don't I have that in real life? I feel like I do have that in real life. I think I might as well. Uh, so it's ten damage density. in total for that one, Russ. Okay. It, uh, yeah, it's it manages to sneak out of the way of the majority of your flame, but still takes a lot of furied small fire damage. <laughs> yeah, and it now does. it's Jerry's turn. All right, Jerry <clears throat> is going to let's hit it, hit it with a great club. Think. Nope. Jerry hits a critical fail. Critical fail for Jerry. Jerry just sits down on the ground. <laughs> Says, right, well, home is where the heart is. Just sits down. Jerry sits down. Dale's turn. <laughs> uh, Dale is going to uh, move up to it and try to uh, whack it with the great axe. 23. Yep, 23 will hit. 14. Take it almost a couple steps start. Swinging your great axe down and through the were rat, and it lets out a ratty sound like as it dies. Ooh. I'm killing a lot of stuff mm. to you guys. I'm killing it. I'm just killing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you guys are standing in the middle of this dusty uh, book room uh, with uh, one door that you came in and one door unopened. The the possibilities are endless. Dale walks forward, goes through the door. Dale's a bugbear of action. I like it. Bugbear, a few words. Uh, You go to open the door. I listen first. Uh, You don't hear anything on the inside. Okay, I open the door. It's locked. (laughs) Ooh, I have these tools. Hey! I was gonna say, eek! Eek, get over here. I uh, hustle over there and get my lock picks out. Uh, make uh, a thieves tool check. Um, so where it says pro next to it, is that my bonus? Uh, yeah. Okay, perfect. Whoa, nat twenty anyway. No, Guys, I'm on right. fire tonight. 
So yeah, with ease, you open this as if it were unlocked to begin with. But it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but don't kid yourself. It was actually like a really tough lock. Actually, it was. Yeah. Dale just doesn't know how to use the door. So. Yeah. But you do it just that well. Hey there. It's me, your Dungeon Master, Rusk Moore. Thank you ever so much for joining us for our first spooky Halloween edition of Dungeons & Dragons titled The Tale of Jerry and the Noobs. We really hope you enjoyed this episode as we all had a blast making it. I think not only was it our first seasonal episode for the podcast, but it was our first seasonal themed episode in all of our time playing together. So it was a super fun break from the norm for sure. We're giving this episode free to you on the regular channel because, like I said, we had an awesome time recording it and want as many people as possible to hear it. But if you want to get even more great bonus content, you can support us by visiting and joining our Patreon community at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. For as little as a dollar a month, you can have access to all other bonus content we release on Patreon. That includes the Dungeon Sidescroller episodes DM by Tom, which we are about halfway through the arc now, so there will be a few more episodes to come out on that one, and then we'll be on to something different for you. You can also get my DM notes from this Halloween episode, available right now on Patreon, so you can follow along and see where things go south for me, and even use the notes to run in your own campaign. The world's your oyster. We'd really appreciate it if you checked out the page. Link is in the description to see some of the great rewards we have, including naming an NPC, show dedications, and holiday cards coming out soon. So if you want to be part of that, sign up today. Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. Another way you can help out the podcast is to tell your friends and family about us. All the links are found on our website at DumbDragons.com, or you can jump on over to Twitter and follow us at DumbDragonCast. On Facebook, we're at Facebook.com slash DumbDragonPodcast, or you can send us an email to DumbDragonPodcast at gmail.com. Also, we want to send out a big shout out and thank you to friend of the podcast, Tales from the Fandom, for spending time to interview us and get the word out about Dungeons and Dragons. If you've found out about us because of David, welcome. We're incredibly happy to have you here. If you've never heard David's podcast, again, it's Tales from the Fandom, and there's a link to his podcast in the description. As a matter of fact, all links mentioned today will be in the description so you can find what you're looking for. The next episode will be out on the regularly scheduled Wednesday next week, where we're getting back into the Tomb of Diderius on November 8th. Let's hop back into this Halloween special, though, and see what's coming up next. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Well, uh, Eek, yeah, he's real good with them tools there. He opened the door, um, and it, it slowly creaked open and opened into the next room, which was kind of odd because the hinges were on the other side, but never mind that. Uh, is there in this the middle of this most luxurious, lavish, decorated room here was a male figure dressed in luxurious silk robes. The skin. Oh, he might have been, but... Uh, <laughs> his skin, though, I mean, yuck. Didn't want to sleep with him. It was green and, and unnaturally so, with moles and bits, like, flaking off. And his, yes, his, his, his eyes... His eyes, they were just open sockets until, as we stared at what was what was happening before us, his old eyeballs seemingly rolled down from inside his skull into place. 
We foolishly stepped into the chamber, and the door slammed shut behind us, and this lich spoke <laughs> and said, I am Sagdar. I rule this forest. I know you've come to rid me from these lands, but stronger men have come before you and fallen. I invite you to try your best. I'm not a man. I'm a bugbear. Roll for initiative. 20. 14. 14 is better for me. That's like by far the best initiative roll I've had. 13. Uh, okay, so Dale, you go first. Um, I don't like the way this guy's talking to me, so uh, how far away is he? But he's uh, 20 feet away from you. All right, well, I'm, I go into a rage. Um, I move to him. I recklessly attack at him with my great axe. I'm mad. Mm-hmm. Nat 20. Whoa, nice. Wow. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Starting off strong. Yeah, go for it. All right. Carly, you got to join the Nat 20 team. I know. I'm certainly not on it right now. 25. 25. Okay. And it stands up and says, not in my house. And it's Jerry's turn. And Jerry says, a house divided cannot stand. And then I swing my, uh, what do I swing? Uh, let's say great club. I was say, you going clubbing? Fucking Jerry. That is a six. But you if get... you're close to where Amy is, though, you yeah. get advantage. If Am I close to where, where Dale well, is? if you're swinging a club, uh, I can only assume. Yeah, you're within melee range, so, yeah. yep. So you may, you okay, may roll see. again. Oh, nat 20! Whoa! Welcome to the club! I'm it's a Halloween club. miracle! <laughs> it's a great pumpkin, you guys. Uh, so that is, uh, so seven damage total. He kind of looks to you in disgust at <laughs> both your saying and your weakness. says... You will wait your turn, old man. And he casts Blight on Dale. No, this is coming back to me. You know how many times I unsuccessfully cast Blight? Uh, you gotta make a constitution saving throw, though. So that could could be good for you. Could be. It's not, though. That's a six. Oh, yeah. I'm not even gonna look at what you have to beat, because it's gonna be more than that. I know it is. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be 8d8 necrotic damage. Me. I might die. That's uh, 55 well, I'm oh, necrotic dead. damage. Oh my god. <laughs> Negative 25 hit points. Uh, yeah, and that puts you over bloodied in the other end, so you are in fact dead. Ouch. Uh, it is now uh, Eek's turn. Eek, you see your friends or your cohorts take a couple decent swings, one more than the other, but then with a seemingly wave of a hand, the lich shrivels Dale to the ground. Damn. Um, how's the lich looking health-wise, or can I tell? I mean, he's pretty, like, undead looking, so he didn't look good to begin with, but... (laughs) I mean, um, I figured that might have been the case. I was yeah, no. 
Uh, ooh, I don't know what to do. I mean, my character normally, uh, doesn't stick around when things don't look very good, but I feel like I need the money from this job, so I should probably try finishing it. Yeah. See how that goes. Your share sure. just got bigger. It did. Mm -hmm. It did. That's a good thing. <laughs> um, alright, I am going to, um, cast Burning Hands again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I didn't... Oh, no, I'm... Okay, I read this right. I was gonna say, I didn't read it right last time, but it's just a level one spell. I thought it was a level two spell. But that's okay. I still just get my normal amount of, uh, dicey dice. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, so, yeah, I guess you gotta beat, uh, a deck save throw there, Russ. Mm, that's a 15. I believe that beats me. I think my... Yeah, you got 10. Yeah, it's 12. 10 plus a bonus, but yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah, 12. Yeah. 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 Okay, uh, yeah, so you're going to take half damage for these 3d6. 6, 4, and 5. So 15, half, so I guess you get 7. Okay, so Dale's dead. Jerry, you're up, bud. Okay. Let's try again with that great club. That is 13. You don't get to make a death save or anything? No, you're dead dead. No, oh, you're I'm dead dead. Oh, I'm dead. Oh. Yeah, you're right. over half of your health in the negative. You just die. Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah. uh, any out of curiosity there, Jair Bear, do you have any, like, kick-ass spells that might do damage? No, my spells all do less damage than this great club. Oh, all right. <laughs> never mind. Eh. I'm a cleric, so it's just like I have... I mean, like, turn undead might help or something, but okay, fair enough. Yeah, I've got some, like, tricksy spells, but they don't do any damage. Sacred Flame is my only uh, damage spell, and it's only 1d8. Alright, fair enough. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, all I got is that uh, it's a great club. Uh, so that was a 13. Is that a hit? Uh, 13 does not hit. Okay, well, Jerry whiffs it like a big loser. <laughs> <laughs> the Lich uh, looks to you, Eek, and he points his finger at you and says... I don't know what he says, but he says something, something witty that I'll put in post. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why can't we do that for us? <laughs> But he says, it's time for you to die now, sir. And he casts Disintegrate on I you. I disagree. <laughs> make, a, make, make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, Texas, my good one, please. Hey, 21. Uh-huh. So you take half damage. Of, like, the 10d10s? <laughs> uh, 10d6 plus 40 force damage. Oh what? God. What? So you disintegrate. Holy shit. What? Your body vaporizes. <laughs> oh, man. And Jerry is left standing in the room with the lich. Jerry, it's your turn. Okay. Jerry, <laughs> he's in his pants a little bit. And then... Let's fucking get the hell out of there. <laughs> Jerry casts mirror image. Mm -hmm. So now there are three of him. What? Okay. Or there appear to be three of them. 
yeah. there Excellent. to be three of him. And he... What is he going to do now that he has done that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is impossible to track which image is real. Okay, but what's he going to do now that there's three of him? Uh, he's just really, he just is going to try and run away. <laughs> That's he's a smart gonna call. Die. He's going to die. And I mean, realistically, he can't die. He's at the fire in the future. Or maybe he's not. <gasps> I don't know. Uh, so I guess like his mirror images are going to freeze and he's going to try and run away and see if that like somehow tricks <laughs> the lich. Sure. So there's uh, there's one, oh, one wait. door. Desperate times call for desperate measures. That's what he says. Uh, He's got to say something dumb. Yeah. You uh, cast mirror image and run back to the door and find that it is is locked. The lich casts dispel magic and your two mirror images disappear from sight. And you feel like you are being held as you are compelled to come before the lich and kneel. Uh, well, I was uh, I was on my knees, practically begging, using the old man sayings and whatever I could think of <laughs> for even the smallest amount of mercy when I heard the door creak open behind me and I, I turned to see their uh, Ranta enter the room. Head down in seeming respect of the lich, and she spoke to him. Master, I have traveled far, but have brought you more subjects for your experiments. She looked to me, and I looked to the lich, Sagdar, who spoke. Well, my dear, this form looks frail, but that may allow you to get in close to new subjects. Take his form and bring us more so we can grow our collection. And in an instant, the walls morphed and revealed jars full of faces. Humans, elves, dwarves, tabaxi, everything you could imagine. I looked back to my supposed friend. Ranta suddenly changed shape before my eyes to some sort of spiked furred demon creature. Then, just as quick, changed into me, and I was staring back at myself. As Jerry tells you these words, you are around the campfire, and you look into his eyes that begin growing a deep red, and he morphs into an eight-foot-tall, spiked, furred demon that looks part bear, part yeti. And you hear from all around you rustling of leaves as ten schwarz dash from the bushes around you yelling, Four teeth! Four teeth! Four teeth! Roll for initiative. <sighs> oh, it's on now. Oh, it's on my donkey <laughs> And Russ wonders why we don't trust him. What the fuck, Nat 20? Oh, let it's me, a Halloween episode. Come on now. Let me close this bullshit Jerry yeah. White character sheet. <laughs> Open my better, much higher level character sheet. Uh, it's just initiative. Me. I wish I hadn't rolled my nat 20. It's all right. At our rate tonight, you're going to get two more. No, I got my spells now. I don't need to roll shit. 
Yeah. Uh, so Thea, you're up first. All right. So you are standing before a demon creature you know to be called a Tanarook. I'm going to cast Blight. I'm going to Blight this motherfucker. Okay, Constitution saving throw. Try for it. Mm-hmm. Guess uh, I can close the tana- Proverbs page. Sorry, Russ. The, <laughs> I mean, unless you want to just carry it through. I, I was. It was pretty fun, but like you're just channeling him. Mm-hmm. So the Tanarook has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. So what's the what's the saving throw? A Dex. Uh, constitution. Constitution. Uh, okay, so that would be a twenty-five. Well, fuck you. Fine, you can take half of it. Right. Where's my D eight? Bring me my D8. <laughs> you have it. Stop taking Sorry, I had to roll a whole bunch of D8 How to disintegrate you, somebody or whatever. And you did. <laughs> yeah. 43. Whoa. Half of 43? Or... Yes. Okay, so 21. What type of damage is it? Necrotic. Ooh, I don't have resistances to necrotic. Good. Good. Uh, okay, it's the Tanarook's turn. And he gets two attacks, one with his bite, one with his greatsword, which he pulls, uh, picks up the staff of Jerry, and it morphs into this almost as tall as he is greatsword. And he swings down towards Flint. Bring it. With his greatsword. That is an 18. Uh, I guess Ty goes to the hitter. You betcha. And then also uh, uses it almost as a hook and pulls you in for a bite, which is going to be a 21 not critical. Uh, 1d8. So the greatsword is uh, 12 slashing damage. And the bite is 6 piercing damage. Okay. And now it is Flint's turn. I guess, am I still, like, really close to him, or can I back up a, a half step so I can get a good uh, axe swing in there? He just bit you, so I'm going to say you're pretty close to him. Because <laughs> you're right tangoing right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to kind of shove him back off me for uh, a little bit so I can get a good swing in at him. Step off, bro! And I shove him back a little bit. <sighs> okay. Uh, that is a 22, not critical on the first attack. Uh, that will hit, but in response to being hit by a melee attack, the Tanaruk can make one melee attack with advantage against the attacker. Jesus. Oh, well, that sounds fun. So he is going to swing his greatsword for a 21. Yeah, I guess that'll hit. Now, is this every time I attack him? Because I have two attacks each turn. Oh, no, so. I, know, I know you do. Uh, in response so. to being hit uh, with a uh, make one melee attack, yeah, anytime it's hit. Shit. Uh, so okay. you okay? You take uh, thirteen slashing damage, and then what does he take? Well, it better be fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> you got ten schwarz around you. You can go pick them up. <laughs> this is true. I guess I can. 18. Okay. And uh, after that, I'm going to scamper away from him because fuck that. Yeah, sure. Um, okay. Am I able to throw a throwing axe at him or is my turn done after getting uh, away no, from him? You, no, you can still, you can still take, a, take another action. 
All right, I'm uh, yeah, I'm gonna throw one of my throwing axes at him, and we'll see uh, see if I hit him there. Uh, it's a fourteen. That will hit. Oh, sweet. Five damage. Now it's uh, some Schwartz turns. Three of them are going to rush Thea. Two are going to rush Nudlara with their short swords. So the three on Thea, that's a 22, a 23, yeah. Yeah. and a 16. Yeah. Two on Nudlara. Uh, yes, then yes, all three. Uh, that's a 21 and an 18. Yeah, those both hit. Okay, so Thea, your damage is 17 piercing damage between them all. And Nulara, that's 12 piercing damage. And now it's Nulara's turn. I uh, pull out Flame Tongue and Spur Mui Caliente, and I'm going mm-hmm. to, um, I guess, attack those two Schwartzes that just attacked me. So, yeah, sure. first one is a what's the plus on that like 10 or something yeah it's like nine Uh, or something ridiculous 26 26 Uh, yeah oh yeah 26 is gonna gonna hit real good okay so let you get 21 damage with that first hit cleave through both of those farts nice and both are dead great then i find some more Uh, there are three on Nulara and another five. Three uh, on Thea. Or, sorry, yep, three on Thea and five on the other side of the campfire. Uh, okay, well, I'll just get the ones with Thea. I assume we're pretty close together because we were all sitting around the fire, yeah? Yep. Okay. Uh, that's 28. Yeah, yeah. Do 18 damage. 18. Yep, we'll see you take out another two Schwartz, and they let out their their dying cry. Schwartz! 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 <laughs> uh, and then Donnie will come and try and uh, give the other one a, the old chomperoo. Oh, sure. Uh, that is a 17. 17 will hit. Yeah, Donnie. A little biting those little purple guys. <laughs> uh, so that is three damage, but it needs to do a con save. Sure. Mm, that's not going to be good. It doesn't matter what it is. It's a three plus zero. So three. Great. So he is poisoned for one hour. He is unconscious for an hour. Nice. Okay. Way to go, Donnie. It's like the first yeah, time that's Donnie. ever worked, I think. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the Schwartz on the other side of the campfire uh, pull their slings from their... Pouch and, and Dennis the Menace us. Dennis the Menace, you three of them fire stones at Flint. So that is a like Flint doesn't have enough problems right now. Twenty, <laughs> a, a twenty, a twelve, and a ten. Not critical on the twenty. Uh, the twenty will hit me. Okay, so you will take five bludgeoning damage. And the other two, one is to Thea, which is a 22. Yep. One is to Nulara, which is a 16. Nope. Uh, Thea, you take six bludgeoning damage. And now it is Thea's turn. Schwarz, 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 schwarz. I'm going to cast Moonbeam at my fifth spell slot. Mm-hmm. And uh, you need to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, on the Tanarook or one of the The Tanarook. Oh, okay, just checking. Uh, and a constitution? Yeah. 
Uh, that is a 25. Fuck. Advantage magical All right, well, you can take half of it then. Yep. Uh, so it is 5d10. Ooh, 29. So you can take half that. Uh, 14. Uh, what time of damage is that? Radiant? Uh, it is radiant okay. damage. Uh, yeah, he takes 14. Okay, it is its turn. And he is going to charge... Hold on. Oh. If you are starting your turn in my moonbeam, you are still engulfed in ghostly flames and you must make a constitution saving throw. Yep, yep that's fair. Uh, 24. Okay, fine. Yeah, onward. Does he not have to take um, more damage? Well, yeah, like it causes searing pain. It takes... I think it takes it again. Then. Half as much, yeah. Okay, then. You get that again. Sweet. I didn't know you were, that was your next turn. Huh? 32. So 16? Yeah. So he is going to charge at Thea because he doesn't like your magic. Okay. Mm -mm. Seems like and, a fair reaction, really, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to swing the old greatsword and try and bite you, too. Greatsword is a 17. Bite mm -hmm. is a 13. A greatsword will do it. 1d8. Plus four. That's seven piercing damage. And it is Flint's turn. Alright. Um I wish I had more like good range stuff to work with here. Uh are there any more Schwartzes alive? Uh there are five Schwartzes uh on the far side of the campfire, and one unconscious Schwart at the at the at Thea's feet. Uh, all right, I'll uh, I'll head over to the uh, to the group of five if I can get I don't know yeah. in the middle of like two of them. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I will uh, attack the first one then. Oh, that's my D twelve. That's the wrong die to roll. <laughs> uh, so that is a twenty one. You cleave through two Schwartz. Uh, the body of one knocks the another one into the fire, and it gets up running around, is now a schwart on fire. <laughs> you know, I always heard the myth that you could light a schwart on fire. Yeah. Very flammable. Uh, yes, very it, flammable. It will take uh, four fire damage as it's running around screaming, schwart! Okay, and for my second attack, I'll throw another throwing axe back at that demon thingy. Sure. Uh, that's a 16. 16 will hit. That's four damage. It will take it like a champ. All right. The unconscious fart is unconscious. Uh, new Lara, your turn. Okay. Well, I'm going to attack the big scary demon with my sword lives on fire. Uh, that is an 18. Yeah, 18 will hit. Uh, so that is six piercing. I know you're asking about damage types, so six uh, piercing. Sure. Uh, it's going to take another, uh, it's going to take a swing at you based on that one, which is a 26, not critical okay. against there's, you. There's more damage than that six. Oh, I just okay. thought he Sorry. was like immune to some parts of it. Was yeah, it sure. not true? Maybe, uh, maybe not. You keep asking what kind of damage uh, it is. Yeah, no. Maybe yeah, that's that's fair. Okay. Uh, keep going. Plus plus eight, or sorry, ten fire damage. Uh, it will take five of that. Bullshit. Okay. So then he attacks me and gets like a million. 
Uh, he only gets eight eight piercing damage. I'm just gonna keep going for it because yeah. why not? Twenty three. Uh, yeah. That'll be ten total. Because the fire's uh, half, right? Yeah. So ten total uh, damage. And then his attack on you gets a seventeen against your AC. That is my AC. So yeah, he so hits. it goes goes to him. So you get seven more piercing damage. Okay, I like. We're, and... we're just gonna stay even. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real back and forth. Uh, the the Schwart on fire runs around um, and collides with Flint. Flint, you will take four pier- or four fire damage. It's like piercing damage. Not piercing damage. <laughs> he shivs you as well. Wow. Uh, the other two Schwarts swing at you with their swords, but miss. That's a 16 and a 9. Yep. Uh, and then Thea, back to you. Mm, Thea is going to cast Blight again. So you're losing your Moonbeam. I, I did already. You attacked me oh, for yeah, my concentration. Yeah, touche. If we Jeez, Russ. Play with, Wait if we want to play by the rules. Yeah, that's fair. I had actually cast that so that I could fuck shit up and also like have like a double turn, but... You messed that up for me, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Make a constitution saving throw. Uh, that's going to be a 24. Fine, take half my damage. It's a very robust demon. Mm-hmm. 38. Half of 38. Half of 38. 19. Yep, thank you. <laughs> okay. It's its turn. Like Pennywise, or no, that's what I keep thinking. Yeah. Like, is there a clown just, here now? Just out of the trees jumps a clown. No, <laughs> <laughs> a murderous clown. There's the twist. Uh, so he's going to try to bite at Thea. Probably not to do very good. That's a sixteen. That is my AC. So he's gonna bite you. Damn. That's going to be nine piercing damage. And then as a bonus action, the Tanarook can move up to its speed toward a hostile creature that it can see. So it is going to aggressively move towards Flint and swing its greatsword in his general direction for a 26, not critical. And that will be eight slashing damage. Okay. Uh, Flint, your turn. All right. uh, I'm going to take a healing surge. Sure. Uh, and it's plus my con, right? Yep. Alright, so that's nine. Uh, yeah, I guess I will uh, take a swing at this uh, fucking demon again. Sure. It seems like we're going to be needing a full team effort here on this one. <laughs> uh, it's 18 and 7, so 25. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. Yeah. 19. So you swing and cut into this Tanarook, and it in response, swings its greatsword down, but misses. And you cleave into its chest and knock it backwards onto the fire. And in an instant it hits it, it puffs up into dust and ash. And all that's left are two Schwarz, who... Or Anna, Anna Schwarz on fire... And an unconscious, and an unconscious fart. fart. Yeah. Uh, and so there's they, really just one guy standing watching this all going like. Uh, no, there Shit. there are two two guys who are who are good, but they are standing uh, and they slowly back into the trees as the schwart on fire falls down from his fire damage. Yay! Yay! Guys, I was fucked up. Is the rabbit ruined? 
<laughs> so I dinner? pull the lid off the cooking pot, give it a stir and a taste. Nope, rabbit tastes great if you ask me. Just done now. And we sit around the fire and regale, like reliving what we had just experienced. So you are sitting around in the cluster of mess, cluster yeah. of gory schwarz, collecting yourselves and eating your rabbit. And you look up to see the sun begin to peek through the trees. You've been telling a story for quite a long time, apparently. But when you look back down to the mayhem, you see nothing there. The Schwartz are all gone. The dust that was left from the demon, all gone. There's no blood on the ground or blood on your weapons at all. You get a quick chill running down your spine as you look around to see the sun rising over what looks to be a very peaceful day. You pack up your gear and you ride off towards Scornubal, where you hear they've opened a new Sword Coast Ailers with the best deals on the Sword Coast. Uh, the end. <laughs> Yay. Yay! Happy Halloween! Happy, Happy Halloween. Halloween! Spooky, scary. <laughs> that, that's what you, okay, that's what you're gonna give me. Good. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you... sorry, I stopped listening after you said <laughs> Thunder Peaks, and Thunder you held Peaks. on to the, the. Okay. Yeah. Please give us something to RP so I can talk about my bosom. Is that what you were thinking? Uh, well, no, I was just, like, I just couldn't contain myself, and I completely blacked out everything you said after that. You're basically just setting up camp. Talking oh, about the job my, you were uh, just talking on. Talking about my, yeah, yeah. my Thunder Peaks. That okay. sounds exactly like when Russ said Ogaroni that one episode, and that's all I could focus on for, like, two minutes until he finished talking, so I could blur out. you were like, the San Francisco treat. <laughs> <laughs> God, Ogaroni was such a long time ago. <laughs> Do you just have like some adages? <laughs> this is all you're getting from Jerry for this whole adventure. <laughs> it's just, just like adage a after frame, a framework to work with, and I fucking love it. <laughs> this is all I'm doing. That's awesome <laughs> because it's so fun. I'm trying not to laugh right now because <laughs> because you said I mean, Thunder Peaks and you're yeah, immediately like, thinking about my titties. Yeah, like in character, yeah. I'm trying not to laugh, not <laughs> at him, but because now I'm just thinking about these boobs. And that was the whole point. Mm-hmm. Thea feels really proud of herself. <laughs> I'm just reading through my character sheet. <laughs> By my words and actions, I often bring shame to my family. <laughs> uh... Jerry, you got to roll off with the lich. You're probably going to win. But... Jerry? Yeah, Jerry? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> forgot, my, forgot my new name for a minute there. Uh, 18. You know, you know what is so great, Russ? What's is that? that I was Jerry, and I was talking in all these dumb proverbs, and you weren't in the present. And I was like, how's he going to rectify this? And you didn't have to because you're so smart. Classic. Classic Russ DMing. Really (laughs) nailing it. Slans it all out in advance like a champion. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. 
of Mice and Men and Monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of Dungeons and Dragons roleplay. These episodes are led by me, Kate, your master teacher, which is Dungeon Master meets High School English Teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time, solving puzzles set up by the dubious Dr. Frankenstein. One eye is over there, and the other eye is rolled over there. Exactly right. Hunting Moby Dick alongside Captain Ahab. (laughs) I've rolled a one. Are you rolling one? Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a faithful yet irreverent way to interact with the stories which have influenced us for centuries. Plus, it's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame, or poop monsters hiding in toilets. Anybody got some poop for me? A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts.